0: Hello, everybody. I'm Becky McCrae. I'm here with Deb Brown. We're live from Oklahoma and Iowa, and we are bringing you a new show, which is st- news stories and commentary on small town business and everything to do with revitalizing your town, making sure that your town thrives and prospers. And we are going to launch right in. Deb, do you have anything to say right quick?
1: No, welcome. This is part of SaveYour.Town, and we're happy to be here.
0: All right. The first story that we're going to talk about is from the Kaufman Foundation. We love Kaufman Foundation out of Kansas City. State of entrepreneurship in 2016. They say the U.S. is on the verge of an entrepreneurial boom. And I loved this story specifically, not just because they're positive about the future of entrepreneurship. We've heard a lot of stories about the negative trends in entrepreneurship and how fewer businesses are being started. This is a story that says that it's going to turn positive, but they also gave some specific uh, comments that they like to see encouraging people to do small businesses, small tries, pop-ups, and all those other little innovative models that let people experiment before they go into a big business all at once.
1: Yep, and I really like that. They, they talked about some things like uh, what, what we need less of, less cost to start, less cost to experiment, less cost to try new ideas. They talked about examining policies such as restrictive zoning regulations. And we all know we need to talk a little bit more about that as well. Good article.
0: Yes. Pull down those barriers to entry. It's good advice for all of us. Our second story comes from the business to community website, where they say that small businesses do well to collaborate, that there is strength in numbers. Really love this story. We, Deb and I, were both big fans of having small businesses collaborate, work together, join together in ways to take advantage of our strengths. Um, when we all work together, we're going to get benefits, whether we're working together on promotions or we're, we're just collaborating with ideas.
1: And this, you know, this is a pretty deep article. It's, it's well-written. It's written by a really smart woman um, and very educational. And what we hear a lot is who has the time, you know, the, That's what we hear often, who's got the time to find these groups online to collaborate with. And I think if we could get more of our our like businesses to sit down and collaborate locally, that would be a good first step. And she does address that. So it's a good place to start. Yes.
0: Our next story comes from the Tyler Morning Telegraph from Tyler, Texas, where they are talking about parking issues. Parking issues are huge in downtowns where we often hear from people, oh my gosh, business owners and business staff parking right in front of their own business and blocking customers from coming into the business. So we frequently remind people, move around back, park in other locations, leave those good spots for customers. Tyler, Texas is a big enough town. They actually have parking meters and parking enforcement, but they've changed the way they're handling their parking enforcement. Instead of just being ticket riders, They are going to now be downtown ambassadors. They're gonna wear friendly shirts. They're gonna carry change. They'll help you make change to, to feed the parking meters. They're carrying brochures. They're making downtown recommendations for restaurants and where you can go eat. And they're giving you 10 minutes of grace if you overrun your time just by a little bit. I love this approach, which is a much friendlier approach, a much more open to new ideas approach. And I love seeing Tyler take something that normally a very negative thing, you're getting a parking ticket, turning it on its head and saying, here's a recommendation for a downtown restaurant. And did you know there's a special event coming at downtown next week?
1: Yep. And, and this was not a written article. It was a, a generic, very, uh, it was a video. So, and it was very generically done. So it could have been done anywhere. I'm looking forward to hearing more information about how it works. Um, it could be a very tough nut to crack. You know, there's a, a uh, negative connotation with parking officers. So I hope it works out real well for them.
0: You also said earlier that you thought this would be uh, a good reminder for small towns. If you're too small to have parking meters, too small to have parking enforcement, you can still train your frontline people in how to be That's good
1: ambassadors. Great. Yeah. And then, you know, the people that work at the convenience store and the gas stations, they're the ones that get asked, what is there to do in this town? So at least get your activity guides and, and your maps. And so you have something they can hand to them. Oh, here's what's going on. Absolutely. At the very yeah. least, be able to do that.
0: Definitely. Our next story comes from ComsGo Digital. What a great name for a blog. ComSCO Digital. They have a wonderful article on five offline ways to complement your online community engagement. Uh, all of us in small towns, we do a lot of projects where we try to bring people in. We're trying to gather people and get their input, get them involved in something. And so we're doing a lot of community engagement, and we tend to do it one way or the other. We're either all online, like me, like we're just like, we're going to only do the online stuff, or we're all offline, and we don't use the online tools. This article is a good tool to help you find the parallels. If you're going to do a survey on paper, then you can do a survey online with SurveyMonkey. So it helps you bring those two halves together. Whichever half you tend to do, this will help you pick up that other half so you can do more online and more offline together, reach more of your people.
1: I love this article. You know, until we're more one way or another, we really do need to figure out how to serve both audiences. And this article does address both audiences. You know, we had a meeting, this uh, open forum with a couple of our political representatives on Saturday. And we promoted it, of course, on in the newspaper and on the radio. But we did some things on Facebook and Twitter as well and we saw a local um, uh, iowa teenager that was one of the queens the local iowa queens and she was there with her mom and they had seen it on facebook so it was a perfect opportunity and it, it was nice to see some younger people in the audience so we knew that it was working and it requires a little more elbow extra elbow grease they mentioned that so Here we go. Let's get some more elbows involved, right? Absolutely. Our
0: last story comes from Kate's Country Living. And I actually asked Kate to write this story. She called it Prairie Palace's Equal Opportunity. And she, Katie was driving along and saw these, they're like grain bins, little grain silos, little metal grain bins that are on a farm near her. And so she, every time she sees them, she knows that the family that owns those green bins actually uses them to stay when they come visit the farm. Katie's always thinking, I'd love to stay there. Now, she can't be the only one who thinks the same thing. She'd love to stay there. We all oh. like a little offbeat lodging. So I asked Katie to write a little story about it so we could share it. And she went to the trouble of digging out some additional resources. If you're trying to find some alternative lodging for your town, she found some more resources with agritourism and other places that might help you to do that. Um, Every small town has an opportunity to tap into some of the things that we have that big cities don't. There's not a lot of grain bins you can stay in in any big town. It's something uniquely small town. I love the fact that Katie wrote this up. So Prairie Palace is equal opportunity.
1: And it certainly grabbed my attention because we have grain bins everywhere in Iowa. And I just, you made me think about it. It's like a manufacturing. Manufacturing actually built some and sent them to Haiti when they, they had the terrible trouble down there for families to live in. So I'm certainly interested in how's it work in the summertime when it's so god awful hot and how's it work in, in the winter when it's so cold. And I know that Katie's from North Dakota, so I'm going to be on the wire here in just a minute and find out more information. How's it work? How do you add in more conveniences? And it's a, an affordable way for small communities to bring in extra housing versus trying to bring in a big hotel chain and how do you fill that and it's great for more conversation i think it's something that small towns can do
0: so if good work if like deb you're curious to find out more about these prairie palaces or any of the stories that we've just mentioned i'm going to be putting this podcast i'll be putting the audio uh, on my uh, podcast a positive view of rural and the links will be in the show notes so that you can get them there and deb you're going to post it as well
1: Right. Tell us again how, they, how we can find your podcast, how people can find that.
0: Okay. It's called A Positive View of Rural. It's available on iTunes and you can also run into it at smallbizsurvival.com slash podcast.
1: Excellent. And I will post it at needalittleadvice.com and it'll be up sometime this week. So you'll be able to view this actual presentation you just saw and it'll have all the links in it as well and we'll put that in the written portion of the blog post. I want to thank everybody for listening today and we'll see you next Sunday. Yes,
0: we'll be Thanks, back. Becky. We will be back next week with five new news articles about small towns, business revitalization and everything you need to know to make your town a more thriving place. Thank you all very much. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Bye now.